You're joining us for another episode of College Talks and More, brought to you by MyBookCart.com. This series brings together students, parents, and professionals sharing their voices on a variety of college and life topics. It's all about students, parents, and all of our listeners finding the information, encouragement, and thrive they need for a successful college and life experience. Welcome to College Talks and More with your hosts, Hannah and Carrie. We would like to welcome back one of our favorite guests, Bryce Williams. He is attending North Central for his doctorate in early childhood education and is currently a finalist for Teacher of the Year in Arkansas. Teaching is his passion. Bryce currently is teaching first grade at the Wine Primary School. Bryce success, both educationally and professionally, is commendable. As incredible as it all sounds, it wasn't easy for Bryson throughout his life because he faced bullying. Today, we would like to dive deeper into bullying that Bryson faced personally and what bullying he sees in his own teaching career amongst his students. This is not always an easy topic to discuss, but is one that we need to. So Bryson, at what age did bullying first start for you? I was, I believe, 13 you know, in that transition to the teenager, you know, um, I was like age 13 when it kind of really picked up and started. So how were you bullied? I've always been a healthy size boy. So I was bullied about my size. As you all know, I articulate very well. So the way my voice is, the way I talk, I was teased about that. I was called out of my name. I was bullied by mostly by the boys and called me, you know, gay and things like that. So it was mainly those things that I was targeted about. Did the bullying ever turn physical? No. When I got into high school, because this went on into my high school year, my freshman year, I think uh, a group of boys, they were going to try to double team jump me, but um, uh, it did not happen. So, uh, but that was the only time I really, really, really got scared. But I had some people who were with me, and uh, but it didn't happen. Well, I'm really glad about that. How did this bullying make you feel? Less of a person. I felt like I did not have a place in the world or in the community that I lived in. It had me so down that I, I really wanted to just take my own life. Um, that's how low I felt, and I felt like that I wasn't worth anything or that I deserved to have an opportunity to you know, live with it in the community or in the world because of the bullying. Well, that is so tragic and so very unnecessary. Do you see bullying due to someone's race? Yes. Uh, one incident, my friend and I, we were in um, Fayetteville. We were out and about in certain areas in that place that um, people, you know, they give you this look or you didn't feel, even though it was open to everybody, but certain people felt like, okay, because of your skin color, you should not be here or you should not uh, be around these people, you know, and that was years and years ago. That's really horrible. You would think with yeah, it, everything going on in the world that yeah. people wouldn't see people for color anymore. Mm-hmm. You would just, yeah. we're all humans. That's right. Were there any mental and physical effects from the bullying that happened to you? Uh, guys, I really just started telling this story about a couple of years ago. That's how long I hid. I kept it to myself for years. It was really breaking me down mentally. A lot of people did not know or could not see because, you know, I always try to smile and be happy. I'm always known as the person who helps, you know, or writes the life of the party or just stuff like that. But 
deep down inside, it, it does. It breaks you down mentally. I probably should have went to some counseling at a younger age, but I did not. As I said in our last podcast, you know, I'm big in church. You know, I know that God has really helped me get over it. And because it's hard when you go through something like that, you know, you know, you have to forgive people because if not, it will break you down. And I just had to get to that point that I had to like let it go and just forgive them, knowing that God will take care of that. Because like, and I have not, it will break you down to the lowest because mentally it was tearing me apart. With all that was happening to you, did you ever tell anyone? like a teacher or a parent, and did that person try to help you? I was too scared. That's what I'm saying, you know, and I know we're going to get to that later on. I was just too scared because you know, of the threats. If you say this, we're going to do this to you. And I was just scared, scared, and I just held it within. I just held it within, or if I by myself, I might cry or you know, break down where no one can see me. But as far as telling anyone, like I said, a few years ago, I just started telling my family and I gave a, a testimony to a group of young people. So I just really started telling others about this that happened so long ago. Well, it must have been really hard for you to hold on to this all these years. And I know you mentioned that religion helped you overcome the bullying, but was there anything else? Have you went to counseling or did you just overcome it on your own? Like I said, I did not go to counseling. I will say this, you know, I've always surrounding myself around positive people, having those people around me who uplifted me, saying that that I have a place in this community, and not they, and they did not know what I was going through, but their encouragement, spending time with them is what helped also for me to overcome what I was experiencing. So, yes, that's why I would tell people, surround yourself with positive people because it can be a blessing. Are you still bullied today? No, ma'am. No, I'm not. Sometimes I still have that flashback, like, oh, when I go to a crowd or I'm around certain people. That's really good to hear that it's not still happening today. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this based on our conversation so far, but does your childhood bullying still affect you today? It does. You guys know about Arkansas Teacher of the Year, and I went to the event first and came on my own. You're not going to make it. This was just to have that in your mind, am I really worth this? You know, because you think about those things, what those boys said to me, and they come from honey, they come back up, you're not worth this. You, you're just a fat boy. And it does from time to time that I have to reassure myself, I am somebody. I was created with a purpose. I could do all things through Christ, you know, things like that. And that kind of that helps me. But from time to time, those things still come back up in my mind. Now switching gears. As an educator, let's talk about the bullying you see in your classroom and at school today. Students who experience bullying are at increased risk for depression, anxiety, sleep difficulties, lower academic achievements, and dropping out of school. Did you know that one out of five students report being bullied? What types of bullying do you see within your classroom, if any? started my 11th year and still a few things with the boys but mainly I mean out of my teaching career it's mostly with the girls society the world has portrayed kind of brainwashed to a certain extent of you know how a girl should look and how a girl should act and figure they should have the clothes and and it's sad that it's even tempered down to our young kids and so I see mostly with the girls because cliques you see the cliques and I'm always talking to my girls in my classroom how we should treat everybody the same. 
we shouldn't say the language even got outrageous and just how they talk because this is what they see on TV. Oh, your your hair is not long, so you can't be in this group. So things like that. And I just feel like society, the things we see on TV and what we see around us in our community has really affected our kids. And so they bring that into the classroom. And so because you don't have long hair or you're not small, you can't hang with us. And that's what I mostly see, but it's mostly the girls that I see doing the bullying. I can totally relate to that because in high school, I remember in gym class, some of the girls making fun of me because my spandex, yeah, I said spandex, were too loose. And that wasn't something I could control. But I remember that all my life. I remember that. Why couldn't I just be like them or whatever? Because bullying isn't just someone calling students names. It is reported that 13% of all people that are bullied are made fun of, called names, or insulted. 13% were subject to rumors. 5% were pushed, shoved, tripped, or even spit on. 5% were excluded from activities on purpose, which you can probably see on the playground or during recess. Do you see bullying outside of your classroom and in other grades? Yes, I have several relatives that are in the upper grades. I have a little cousin and he was talking to me. He's a little chunky boy. I mean, very handsome. He came, he was being bullied by his size and immediately my mind went back to when I was his age. So to kind of mentor him, but yes, I've seen it happen. I've just seen it out in the community, a community event where there's a mixture of ages out there and you can see it just out there. And then you have to go there and just trying to talk about the importance of treating everyone the same and how we're supposed to be good citizens. So yes, I see it even above and inside the classroom and outside. As a teacher, how do you handle a bullying situation? What I've learned to realize, this is, as I said earlier, that's why I had to forgive those young men. If people really look into bullying, and I've been kind of studying that, a lot of those kids who are doing the bullying, it's because they are hurting themselves. A lot of people don't understand that. They think they're just, no, those kids, the ones who bully me after becoming older and, and now you know, we speak to each other, but ha- after having a conversation with them, I realized at that time they were going through some really tragic things. And so to take their hurt off of them, they wanted to make someone else hurt or suffer like they were suffering. And so people understand a lot of times people bully because they're dealing with something themselves. The way that you have to approach the situation and just talk. Because I've seen some teachers or people just go up and bash that child. It's like, hold on. I mean, it's a certain way to do things because, first of all, we need to find out what is going on with the child. And I think from that point, from that first step, doing that, then you can kind of work your way and talk about the importance of it because we have this program in our school called Choose Love and we work on like deep breaths and other things that we can implement to really help the child who is being bullied but also the child who is doing the bullying. I hope that makes sense. But I just feel like, you know, we have to understand both parts and understand that the child who is doing the bullying, something is going on within them for them to start the bullying. I totally agree. In my son's school, they use the Choose Love program, Mm -hmm. and we often talk about taking a brave breath. Yes. Whether it's brave because you need to stand up and do a report, or if it's brave because you need to assess the situation to decide how you're going to 
react next. So it's not just a reaction, it's the action. School-based bullying and prevention programs decrease bullying by 25%. If you see something, say something. Saying nothing never helps bullying. Besides the Choose Love program, are there any other school-based bullying prevention programs that you have at your school? Not really. Our counselors do a magnificent job in trying to present lessons, the stop and think method, but we really focus on the Choose Love because that's what our world needs now. We need love. And so they kind of tie everything under that topic as far as just other programs, not to my knowledge, that we don't uh, know. That's the only one. How is bullying different between girls and boys? Uh, girls, it's more about the appearance. Because it's like I said, what we said earlier, that's what's being portrayed. That's what's being, that's the visual that's being presented to us. And so that's what I'm seeing more of with the girls. The boys is just, like mine was, you know, that athletic type. And it's so different. Now, you know, if you don't have sex, it's become a big part within the boys. And if you're not sexually active, you're not cool, you... Um, don't have this kind of car, you're not cool with the girls is more with the appearance. I see boys is more of popularity in certain areas. It definitely does. The type of cyberbullying tends to differ by gender. Girls were more likely to say something, spread rumors about them online, while boys were most likely to say something threatening or threaten they're gonna hurt someone online. Now that school is closed due to COVID, do you see bullying through distance learning? I haven't. Even when I was working with a few students this summer, I did not see that. So I bet you that it's probably happening, but I just haven't seen it on my end yet. Do you see bullying due to race or sexual identification and orientation within your school? No, ma'am. You know, we work with the younger kids. I really don't see it over there. But like I said, I have several relatives in the other grades or even at the high school level. And there, yes, a lot of young people come and talk to me. And that's some of the things that they bring up. They're very doubtful about their size and how they look. And like I said, you know, it's more about appearance of like, you know, you're going to school to get an education presentable, but you don't have to worry about having all of this on you just to go to school. But it's because that's what's in their mind. And they know that those people are going to talk about them or judge them about their parents, even with those who are trying to identify themselves as far as sexual. As I know at the high school level, that's really tearing the kid apart. Well, that's really sad that everybody hasn't learned yet to just accept everyone else. Yeah, that's right. You're a teacher at a school, so you work with other teachers. Do you ever see teachers being bullied? And is it possible for a student to bully a teacher? Yes, and yes. I taught kindergarten at one district, and a teacher there, and she did. She and I had many discussions, and she felt bullied from the administrators. I've seen it with my own eyes, the administrators, and even other teachers. You know, I'm still like a young teacher, but she was young herself, and a veteran teacher, they were so jealous of her because of her creativity, and they attacked her. It's sad when the administrator goes ill along with that teacher. And I gotta, I gotta tell anybody, teachers have clicks too. It's sad, but it's true. This is the real world we live in. They were always in her room. They were always picking on her, saying that she wasn't doing this right. And she was just a very creative teacher. And she was doing the same thing that we were doing. But they were just picking on her because of they didn't like her. It drove her to the point where she went to the doctor. And the doctor told her these exact words. I don't know where you're teaching at, 
but you need to get out because they're going to kill you. And what he was saying is because her blood pressure was extremely high. She was at the stroke level. So it can be done. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes. As far as a student, yes, a teacher felt bullied by a student. And I felt like because of what that child was hearing at home, because that parent did not care for that teacher. And so that child would do things at school to just make that teacher miserable, bump into her, knock things off her, you know, really do feel, and she felt as well that she was being bullied by a child. But yes, both sides, I have seen that. And it's very sad. I didn't know that teachers could be bullied. And I hope that now that we are talking about it, I'm hoping that parents and other people in the community become more supportive of their teachers. When is a parent notified and when should a parent become concerned about bullying? I believe the parents should be notified immediately. And I think about mine if I, like I said, did not know what was going on with me. And I felt like because that child could easily do something to themselves. So I think the parent, the teacher should notify the parent immediately. And I think the parent should be concerned from day one because you don't want to wait too far down the line and then something else happens. And like I said myself, you know, I was trying to take my own life. What if I would have been successful at that? You know, my mother would have lost a child, not really knowing what was going on, what caused him to do this. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like from day one, let that parent know. And then that parent should be concerned from day one. And they need to start immediately on taking care of that before it gets worse because it can. And it can easily shift the child's mind. Even at our age, they start crying. They don't want to come to school. Their grades start dropping. They would do anything or say anything just so they can stay home because they are scared. Do you find that parents are receptive if their child is the one that's the bully? Or do they get defensive? Some of them get defensive because they just believe their child not capable of doing that. You know, at our age, a lot of kids, they don't feel like they're doing that. One incident that I was trying to handle, I'm not being mean. I just don't want to play. I said, well, baby, I mean, I was like, sweetie, listen, the words that you're using towards her and the things that you are saying, that's called bullying. But see, at the time, that child did not know that. She was unaware that she was bullying. So that parent felt, because child does not do that. They don't see their child in that aspect. Or what child say these things, I mean, that they're bullied. I feel like a lot of times a lack of understanding their personal child, they just don't see it as, oh, my child is a bully. Because that word bully is so intense. It's such like, oh, that's why everybody should read about bullying because it's just a lack of understanding that it's not, like you said, it's not just the name calling. It means so much more. And a lot of parents don't feel like their child is capable of doing that. So a lot of them are in denial when you come to them and say, your child is being a bully at school or somewhere else. What advice do you have for parents who want to open the line of communication when it comes to bullying? Just have an open mindset and understand and try to, like I said, put yourself in the other child's shoes and try to see how that child feels. Because, like I said, it's something really drastic and heavy. If not handled correctly, it can turn into something like a tragedy. We don't want that. It's okay to talk about it. Don't be afraid to talk about bullying because it's real, it's happening, it's out there. But if we have an open mind, a growth mindset, open mindset to be willing to just talk about it and express it, I think we can get a better grasp on it and to handle it better for our kids because it starts with us. It starts with the younger kids because if you don't fix the problem at the lower grades, 
then you're going to continue and it's going to be hard to fix it at the upper level. So just don't be afraid to talk about it. It's real. It's out there. And we just have to be honest with ourselves and our kids and let them know because kids are being bullied. That percentage is there. The research is there. And it could be your child that takes their life. It could be your child who wants to shoot school up. I mean, because that's what's going on. And so if we don't open that communication line and talk about it and support, then we're going to continue to have those issues. It's also very important that children or the parents reminded that children are watching them. So there are parental bullies out there that bully their kids and that also bully other people. So your children are watching you and what you're doing is what you're teaching them. Yes. Sometimes you might want to look at yourself just to see if you are showing them the right way. And can I say this? I know um, I taught pre-K. Just to back up what you said, we have a dramatic play. And watching those kids, you can learn about their parents because they're, they're imitating what they see at home. So when I did my observation of watching them, I had to make notes. I could tell, I had to say, but what kind of parents they had or what their parents exposed them to because they're going to act out everything that they learn or see at home. Well, Bryce, I know this isn't the easiest topic to talk about, but I'm really glad you came on and shared some of your story and some of the things that you see. Now, we're going to change the gears a little bit and get personal. (laughs) How did you feel about being nominated and a finalist for Teacher of the Year? I was excited. I was excited and nervous at the same time. My phone kept going off, and so when I got up, and they said, look at your email, look at your email. So I looked at my email and I saw that I was one of the finalists. I mean, it was just a dream come true. It's like, oh, wow, me. Uh, congratulations. It was exciting. And to be recognized by the governor and the secretary of education at the governor's mansion, it was a true honor. Well, that's very exciting. We're so proud of you. Thank you. What does going back to school to teach look like for you for the 2020-2021 school year? It's going to be different. We have to take out a lot of things in our classrooms, but but we still work with the younger children. We have to make it still make it inviting. The mask, have to wear the mask all day, eating breakfast in the classroom. It's going to be a little different. I am a teacher. I was called to teach. That's what I'm going to do. It's going to be different, but one thing that would not change is teaching. So I don't care. I am called to teach, and that's what I'm going to do. And that's how you got to look at it. Yes, OC is going to be different, and we have our temperature thing, all that stuff in place. At the end of the day, I still got to teach, and that's what I'm going to do. Are you guys going back to school five days a week? Yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, next Monday will be our first day. So this is like my last week. We had training last week and the week before, and this is like our free week here and then we start Monday next Monday. Wow that's great good luck with all of that. We did have some kids that chose the option of doing virtual so we have some parents who decided to let their kids go virtual and then we have the ones who will be coming to the school campus face to face. Well that's great. I know when we spoke last time you were working on your doctorate degree so we want to know how close are you to finishing that degree? Oh, I still have another year and a half so I'll be done in 2022 if nothing happens. Well, that's awesome. So we expect you to keep us updated. I will, because like I told you, you guys are family. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to share with us about your life or about bullying? You asked me about being nominated. um, It has really opened my eyes. 
I was telling the, the news guy to call and get an interview with me. And I was like, I'm a minority and I'm the only black male teacher in my school. And I'm saying this because young black boys need a positive role model. Most behavior issues are happening with our young black men. I'm just keeping it real. Being nominated, I feel like gave them a sense of hope. When they look at me, Mr. Williams is a black male teacher. He's fulfilling his dream. He was nominated for a finalist, and he, I was the only black in that. And I feel like it gives them a sense of hope. My word is hope. Whatever your dreams are, or you know, even if you are bullying, there's still hope. And so we have to look at, and that's how we have to hold on to that. That hope and faith is going to keep us and, and help us make it around yourself around positive people because it's not easy. I'm just looking at myself as a young black man and, and the children that I teach and I see in the community, they need hope. And I feel like I'm placed in this position to be their hope. They see me, they see themselves through me. And it's like, okay, I have hope because Mr. Williams is here and he's been successful. I can do the same thing if I just have hope and believe in myself. And that's what I really want and that's something that I want to end with. Have hope and know that you can do it. Well, Bryce Hall, I just want you to know that you are an inspiration to us all. And thank you for coming on our show again and offering all this valuable insight on bullying and how to overcome it. I know this was a hard subject to discuss. It was. We can all do better as humans. So thank you for sharing this very personal story and your experiences. I know our listeners will appreciate the insight also. We are all about humans helping humans. And we hope that, of course, you will join us for another episode. I'd be glad to. Bryce, as always, it was a pleasure having you on our show. And we hope that you continue to persevere and succeed at life. This podcast is brought to you by MyBookCart.com, a textbook buyback service where you can sell back your books for fast cash. Here's to another informative episode of College Talks and More. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel to stay up to date on any new episodes. Check out our blog and be an insider to receive our newsletters so you can follow anything and everything College Talks and My Book Cart.